بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ونبينا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله اسوه حسنه لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الاخر وذكر الله كثيرا صدق الله العظيم قابل احترام بزرگو دوستو محترم خواتین الحمدللہ اللہ تعالی کا کرم ہے اور اس کا احسان ہے کہ اللہ تعالی نے ہم سب کو ایک بہت ہی اونچی اور مبارک نسبت پر جمع فرمایا نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے جو نسبت اللہ نے ہمیں عطا فرمائی ہے اس نسبت کا کوئی بدل نہیں ہے اس نسبت کا بہت اونچا مقام ہے ہم اس نسبت پر جمع ہوئے ہیں دعا فرمائیں کہ اللہ تعالیٰ اس نسبت میں اور ترقی نصیب فرمائے برکت نصیب فرمائے ہمارے دلوں میں اللہ کی اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی محبت اور اتباع کا شوق اللہ تعالی ہم سب کو عطا فرمائے بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقهوا قولي اما بعد our honorable respected guests as the mufti sahab mentioned that we are all blessed to have been have gathered here on the basis of our love for Allah and the love for Rasulullah sallallahu There's no greater reason for gathering and there's no greater reason for connecting with one another than the love that we have for one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the basis of connection with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi we ask Allah azza wa jal to increase us in his love, in our love for him and for his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, this is our community, this is our community. This اللہ تعالیٰ آپ سب کے آنے کو قبول فرمائے ہم اصل میں ایک نیت کرنا ہے ایک زندگی جو اللہ کو محبوب ہے اللہ کو پسند ہے جس زندگی پر اللہ نے اپنی محبوبیت کا اعلان فرمایا اپنی رضا کا اعلان فرمایا جس زندگی پر رحمتیں اور برکتیں اللہ کی طرف سے برستی ہیں اس زندگی کو لینے کے لیے ہم سب یہاں جمع ہوئے ہیں اور وہ زندگی ہے نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی مبارک زندگی ان دس گیدرنگ وی ہیو پیپل فرام اکراس دا کنٹری ہو کم فرام فار اینڈ وائڈ ٹو اٹینڈ دس ویکینڈس کانفرنس وی آسک اللہ سبحانہ و تعالیٰ ٹو ایکسیپٹ دیئر سیکریفائسز اینڈ دیئر ٹریولنگ اوور ہیئر میک ایٹ اے مینس آف آور فرگیونس وی ہیو گیدرڈ ہیئر ٹو Uh, revive and to relive and to speak about 
the life of Rasulullah that life which has been made the criteria of success, that life which has been made the gold standard, the key to paradise. And we ask Allah that He allows us to embody the teachings of Rasulullah's life. Huzur Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki mubarak zindagi hamari zindagi ki kamiyabi ki buniyad hai. Jo insan apni zindagi mein kamiyabi chahta hai jis shobay mein jahaan par bhi uski buniyad Allah ke Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki mubarak zindagi hai. Ye yaqeen bana kar us zindagi ko lene ki fikr kare. Mehnat kare, koshish kare کیونکہ جب وہ زندگی ہمارے زندگیوں میں آئے گی خوبیاں لے کر آئے گی رحمتیں برکتیں سکون اللہ کی طرف سے بے شمار خیر دنیا اور آخرت کی لے کر آئے گی We've gathered here to learn about Rasulullah صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم's life and Rasulullah صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم's life is such a life that that is the key to success in every field Whatever field we were working towards, in whatever aspect of our life, whenever the sunnah of Rasulullah comes into that aspect of our life, we will find success. The sunnah of Rasulullah is the keys to the success and to the keys of paradise. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that our coming here becomes a means of bringing that sunnah into all facets of our life. Allah ke Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki jo mubarak zindagi hai, us zindagi ka ek pehlu one of the aspects of Rasulullah's life is the aspect of Rasulullah's home, the situation of the home, the environment of the home. This is one of the dimensions of Rasulullah's sirah. We have to look at the life of Rasulullah at home. And based on that, try to improve on our own life at our homes. We have to look at the way he was at home, the way he was with his family, and based on that, improve in our relationships at home. He said, we have to have this extreme conviction that the solution to all of our problems at home lies in following the sunnah of Rasulullah at home. Just like in Salah, we perform Salah facing the Kaaba. That is our Qibla. Similarly, the Qibla of our homes is the Sunnah of Rasulullah As long as our life at home is facing in the direction of Rasulullah's life at home, we will be having a correct and beautiful life. Madine Munawwara ka ek ek ghar Allah ke Rasul sallallahu alayhi sallam ke ghar ki taraf rukhtha. Every single home in Madina Munawwara was facing the household of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
all the blessings and barakah and khair and nur that would descend on Rasulullah's house that was being spread out amongst all the dwellings of Medina Munawwara. So we also have to keep ourselves in front of our own life. That is why we have to keep Rasulullah's household in front of us as our goal, as our qibla and work on improving the condition of our homes. حضرت حسین رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ نے ایک مرتبہ اپنے والد حضرت علی رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ سے سوال کیا اور سوال کا مقصد یہ تھا کہ وہ چیز ہم اپنے اندر لائیں انہوں نے سوال کیا کہ اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اپنے گھر میں کیسے رہتے تھے تاکہ ہم بھی اس طرح اپنے گھروں میں رہیں حسین رضی اللہ عنہ in order to learn. He said, how was Rasulullah at home? He wanted to learn how was he at home so that he could also implement these teachings and ways in his own home. So, Hadrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu ne farmaya ke Allah ke Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam jab ghar tashreef laate to apne awqat ko teen hissoh me taqseem farmaate jazza'a ala thalathati ajza اپنے اوقات کو تین حصوں میں تقسیم فرماتے ایک حصہ اللہ کی عبادت کے لیے اور ایک حصہ اپنے گھر والوں کے ساتھ اور ایک حصہ اپنے ذات کے لیے اپنے آپ کے لیے ہوتا سو ہی ریسپانڈیڈ بائی سینگ رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم وڈ کم ہوم ہی وڈ ڈیوائڈ دا ٹائم ایٹ ہوم تھری تھنگس ون از فار اللہ سبحان ون از یعنی ان عبادہ سیکنڈ ون از فار دی نیڈس آف دا فیملی And the third one was for his own personal needs. دوستو ایک یہ جو حدیث ہے یہ شمائل ترمیدی میں امام ترمیدی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ نے اس کو نقل کیا اس حدیث میں حضرت حسین رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ کے تین سوالات ہیں یہ بات میں اس لیے عرض کر رہا ہوں کہ آپ حضرات اس حدیث کا مطالعہ کریں اس حدیث کو بڑو بہت توجہ سے اس کو دیکھیں پڑھیں اور اپنی زندگی سے جوڑیں کہ حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اپنے گھر میں گھر والوں کے ساتھ کس طرح رہتے تھے مجلس میں مجلس والوں کے ساتھ کس طرح رہتے تھے باہر لوگوں کے ساتھ کس طرح رہتے تھے یہ یہ اصل جو ہے یہ چیز ہمارے اندر پیدا ہو جب یہ چیز ہوگی تو اس وقت کے جتنے مسائل فتنے جو گھروں سے مجلسوں سے ہمارے آپس کے ملنے سے جو پیدا ہو رہے ہیں Allah Ta'ala is ki barakat se khatam farma denge. He says this hadith is mentioned by Imam Tirmidhi in, the, in his shama'il of Rasulullah Sallam and we, we discusses the characteristics and the qualities of Rasulullah Sallam. It's a lengthier hadith in which he asks him about Rasulullah Sallam's activities at home, Rasulullah Sallam's activities outside, Rasulullah Sallam's activities in the public with people. And so this is an important hadith I want to share with you, he says, so that we can all study this hadith and reflect upon it and compare it to our lifestyle. We are all well aware of the amount of problems the Ummah is going through in their private and public life. And the solution lies by studying the seerah of Rasulullah and beautiful ahadith like these so that we can implement the lessons that are being taught through this ahadith. So Allah ke Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam apne ghar mein kis tarah rehte the? Hum bhi niyat karein ke humare awqat bhi is tarah taqseem ho. تو اس سے انشاءاللہ ہمارے گھر والیوں کے شکایتیں بھی ختم ہو جائیں گی اور پھر گھر کے اندر ماحول بنے گا تو سب سے پہلی جو چیز تھی وہ جز ان کہ گھر میں عبادت کا ماحول عبادت 
परमाते थे Let's listen attentively and make niyyah that whatever we're hearing, we're going to implement it in our homes. If we do so, then a lot of the complaints that we hear from our spouses, from each other, from one to the other, the other to, from the husband to the wife, wife to the husband, these problems will come to an end. These complaints will come to an end if we bring our life according to what this hadith is explaining. So the first thing he says, when he comes home, he has three time slots, three partitions. The first dedicated time is for Allah. Meaning, at home there must be dedicated time for what? For ibadah. That there is an environment of ibadah at home. Huzur Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki ibadat. Farz namaz to masjid mein ada karte the. Mard hadarat koshish karna hai ki hamari namaz mein masjid mein ho. Lekin sirf ibadat ko masjid tak mahdood nahi rakna hai. Hamari ibadatay hamare gharo mein bhi ho. Nawafil ka ehtimam. اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی نوافل اور آپ کی تہجد کیسی ہوتی تھی حضرت عائشہ رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ فرماتی ہیں کہ آپ تہجد میں کھڑے ہوتے تو آپ کے قدم مبارک پر ورم آ جاتا آپ تو بخشے بخشائے ہیں تو اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے فرمایا افلا اکون عبدن شکورہ میں اللہ کا شکر گزار بندہ بننا چاہتا ہوں یہ ہمیں سمجھا رہے ہیں عبادتیں جو ہے شکر کے جذبے سے ہو محبت کے جذبے سے ہو سوچیں اللہ کی طرف سے کتنی نعمتیں اللہ نے مجھے دی ہیں کیسا گھر دیا کیسا گھر کا ماحول دیا نعمتیں جب بڑھتی ہیں تو عبادتیں بھی بڑھ جانی چاہیے اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اپنے گھر میں تہجد لمبی لمبی کہ آپ کے قدم مبارک پر ورم آ رہا ہے اور یہ نماز صرف اور صرف محبت اور شکر کے جذبے کے ساتھ تو ہم بھی اپنے گھروں میں نیت کریں کہ ہم اپنے گھروں کے اندر نوافل کا اہتمام کریں گے اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم جب گھر میں داخل ہوتے اب کیا مسواک فرماتے اور گھر میں دو رکعت نفل نماز پڑھتے اسی لیے حدیث میں آتا ہے اپنے گھروں کو قبرستان نہ بناؤ قبرستان میں مردہ جو ہے کوئی عمل نہیں کرتا وہ تو انتظار میں رہتا ہے کہ کوئی آئے کر کے جائے اپنے گھروں کے اندر قرآن پاک کی تلاوت ہو نبی علیہ السلام اسپیسیفکلی warned us from making our homes like graveyards. When a person goes to a graveyard, everything is quiet and dead. So he says, if a, a house in which there's no salah being performed is like a graveyard. Which salah? We're not talking about fard salah here. We're talking about nafil salah. Fard in the masjid, nafil at home. And then he said, Nabi alayhi salatu salam used to perform. How is he used to perform his nafil? He used to perform at night, tahajjud, qiyamul layl. Pray his fard in the masjid, go home. and wake up in the, in the midst of the night and pray the nightly prayer. And how long was it? So long that Rasulullah feet would become swollen out of such long standing. And he's asked, Ya Rasulullah, are you not already forgiven? Why are you stressing yourself, exerting yourself to this extent? And the response is, 
Just because I've been forgiven, does that mean I neglect my nafil? Instead, I have a desire to become a grateful servant to Allah. Meaning, the fact that I've been forgiven is such a blessing that requires me to pray even more out of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what do we learn from here? That the ibadah that you and I should be doing at home or even in the masjid, the motivation behind that should be love for Allah. The motivation behind that should be the genuine desire to appreciate and thank Allah for the countless blessings all of us are enjoying. The more blessings we have in our life, the greater the ibadah needs to be. The better the quality. He says, think about what beautiful homes we have. What beautiful households we have. How many, in terms of risk, sustenance, home, children, this, that, house. How many amazing blessings Allah has given each and every one of us. The more we contemplate and think about these blessings, we realize, we should realize, that our ibadah and our gratitude to Allah needs to increase. And so that's why we need to make a niyyah of dedicating time in the day or night at home to perform salah, extra nafil salah, and especially at night, the hajjud salah. Quran Pak ki tilawat ka ehtimam ho. Allah ke zikr ka ehtimam ho. Aapne ummat ko targheeb di. Dekho, jis jo admi Allah ka zikr karta hai, uski misal zinde ki jisi hai. Jo admi Allah ka zikr nahi karta, uski misal aisi hai, uskme jaan nahi hai. To zikr ka ehtimam. اور خاص طور پر قرآن پاک کی تلاوت کا احتمام ازواج متحرات کی زندگیاں اگر اٹھا کر دیکھیں حضرات حضرت عائشہ رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ حضرت ام سلمہ رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ اس گھر کی جو سوغات ہے اس گھر کی جو اس گھر کا جو تحفہ ہے جو اس امت کو ملا ہے وہ کیا ہے وہ یہ اعمال ہیں قرآن پاک کی تلاوت کا احتمام آپ نے امت کو ترغیب دی کہ جس گھر میں قرآن پاک کی تلاوت ہوتی ہے اس گھر میں خیر ایسے اترتا ہے جسے اوپر سے نیچے پانی برستا ہے اور مصنون دعاؤں کا اہتمام حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے ایک ایک وقت کی ایک ایک حال کی دعا ہمیں بتائی ہے ہماری چوبیس گھنٹے کی زندگی اس زندگی کو دعاؤں نے گھیرا ہے کون سا عمل کون سی حرکت آپ بتائیں جس کی دعا آپ نے ہمیں نہ سکھائی ہو کتنا بڑا احسان ہے آپ کا ہم سب پر آپ نے ہمیں ہر عمل کی ہر حرکت کی دعا آپ نے بتائی رونا آئے تو یہ دعا پڑھو مسکرانا ہے تو یہ دعا پڑھو خوشی کے وقت یہ دعا پڑھو یہ دعائیں یہ ہمیں اللہ کی طرف سے یہ نعمت ہے یہ حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے قلب مبارک پر القا کی گئی اس میں نبوت کا نور ہے نبوت کی تاثیر اور برکات ہیں لیکن آج ہم ان سے محروم ہو گئے یہ دعائیں سوچیں کہ مصنون دعائیں یعنی اللہ کی حفاظت میں آنے کا ذریعہ اللہ کی مدد کو ساتھ لینے کا ذریعہ میرا گھر میرے بچے میرے گھر کے سامان کیسے میں اللہ کی حفاظت میں دوں اس کا واحد ذریعہ ہے یہ مصنون دعائیں ہیں یہ حفاظتی قلعہ ہیں جیسے حفاظتی دستہ ہوتا ہے یہ مصنون آج ہمیں اس کی اہمیت نہیں ہے یہ اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی گھر کی سوغات ہے When after having a time dedicated for Nafil Salah, we have to have time dedicated to the dhikr of Allah. Dhikr of Allah, Rasulullah has given us a, a parable that the example of the one who remembers Allah and the one who doesn't is like the example of the living versus the dead. That heart and that body, that tongue, that home in which there is no dhikr of Allah, 
That body is a dead body. That house is a graveyard in which there is no remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking place. And the, one of the, the best dhikr, of course, is the recitation of the Qur'an. That a house in which Qur'an is being recited is like there is a waterfall continuously flowing upon that home. The rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is descending upon that house. What type of gift do we receive from the wives of the Prophet, our mothers? We see from them the clear description of what Rasulullah used to do at his home. And we've learned so much of our deen through the blessing of the wives of the Prophet And so from amongst those blessings is a huge, beautiful gift called the prophetic du'as, prophetic supplications, the daily prayers that Rasulullah would recite morning and evening, would recite at any occasion. You're entering a home, you're leaving a home, you're smiling, you feel like crying, you've seen someone who's sick. Whatever emotion you are going through, there's a du'a for it. Whatever situation you're going through, there's a du'a for it. There isn't a single situation but Rasulullah through the barakah and the blessing of Allah's revelation upon his heart that he has shared with us a du'a relevant to that specific scenario and situation. And by reciting these du'as, what happens? A person falls under the protection of Allah. He said, this is a huge gift to this ummah, the daily du'as. The masnoon du'a, ad'iyah ma'thura, is a great gift. Unfortunately, the ummah is very relaxed in this and is very heedless when it comes to reciting, memorizing, and implementing these du'as. But we, behind each and every du'a is secret, untold secrets that have come through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealing unto Rasulullah's heart the nur of these words and he has shared with us these beautiful du'as. So this should be another thing besides performing a salah, recitation of Qur'an and dhikr. And then the third thing is your daily afkar. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki masnoon du'a'o mein kitni taafir aur barakat hai ek hadith hai ke jab koi shas ghar mein Allah ka naam le kar jayen جب کوئی شخص گھر میں اللہ کا نام لے کر داخل ہو شیطان باہر کھڑے ہو کر کہتا ہے کہ اس گھر میں میرا قیام نہیں ہے اب اس گھر میں میری میرا داخلہ نہیں ہے اگر اس موقع پر کوئی اللہ کو یاد کیے بغیر اندر چلا گیا پھر جو ہے شیطان اپنا اندر داخل ہوگا پھر ہمارے کاموں میں اپنا اپنے تصرفات اپنی تحریکات وہ داخل کرے گا میاں بیوی بیٹھے ہیں کسی معاملے میں الجھ گئے غصہ آ گیا بات کہاں سے کہاں نکل گئی کیا ہوا بعد میں پتہ چلتا ہے پتہ ہی نہیں کہاں سے کہاں بات گئی ایک چیز آپ سوچیں دنیا اور آخرت کی کتنی حفاظتوں کا سامان ہے ایک ایک دعا میں مختصر اس امت کو اللہ نے یہ نعمتیں عطا فرمائیں دوستو اسی لیے نیت کریں کہ ہم ان دعاؤں کا اہتمام کریں گے اپنے بچوں کو ان دعاؤں کا احتمال کا ماحول ہم دیں گے انشاءاللہ انشاءاللہ Think about it, how many times we rush into our home, it's late at night or early morning, or whatever the case may be. And we do not say Bismillah, or our children do not say Bismillah, or our spouse does not say Bismillah. Then the shaitan says, here we have a place to sleep, a place to eat. And then we wonder, everything was fine when I was calling home. I'm adding a little bit of detail here. Person calls home, everything is fine. You enter home within minutes, 
there's a big fight. Whoa, what happened? Everything was fine. How did this big fight happen all of a sudden out of the blue? There you go. We left the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what do you expect? This is what's going to happen. So we make niyyah that we're going to inshallah follow the sunnah ad'iyah ma'thura inshallah on a daily basis. May I request before myself continues that everyone please come forward. There's so many brothers in the back that look at the hallway and say, oh, this place is full. If you can all, mashallah, come. We're going to have dhikr and dua too. This is the final majlis. Kindly, do, uh, the brothers who need the wall, mashallah, I know you've been sitting from morning. There's some chairs in the back. If you need a uh, <coughs> chair, please help yourself. Saqib, if anyone needs a chair around you, inshallah, have yourself. Kursi. But on the rest of us, please, if I would request you, Allah reward you. Allah reward you. Each and every one of you who's making your way forward. Mashallah, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, please come all the way to the front so we don't have to announce this again. Jazakallah khair. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki mubarak zindagi jo hai, ye amali zindagi hai, practical zindagi hai. Kahina aur sunna isi niyas, ye bohat bada sarmaya hai. Ek nemeth hai jo Allah ne hame di hai. Kisi qom ke paas ye sarmaya nahi hai. Dunya mein kisi qom ke paas ye sarmaya nahi hai. ہمارے پاس یہ سرمایہ ہے اس کا شکر یہ ہے کہ ہم اس زندگی کو لیں حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے جس کام کو جس طریقے سے کیا ہے اس سے بہتر طریقہ دنیا میں ہو نہیں سکتا یاد رکھیں We are so blessed We are so blessed that we have the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallam in front of us No ummah, no nation has been given the seerah and the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallam We have to have this conviction that through this lies, in it lies our success, in it lies our salvation. There's no other group of people who have an impeccable, beautiful, exemplary lifestyle like the lifestyle of Rasulullah in front of them to follow. ایک سنت ہے کہ کپڑا پہنتے ہوئے سیدھا ہاتھ ڈالنا ہے جوتا پہنتے ہوئے سیدھا پیر ڈالنا ہے کونسی رکاوٹ ہے کیا رکاوٹ ہے کتنی آسان سنت ہے لیکن قیمت کتنی بڑی آپ دیکھیں ایک جوتا ہے ایک قدم میرا آگے بڑھے گا سیدھا جوتے کی طرف یہ ایک قدم جوتے کی طرف نہیں بڑھ رہا ہے یہ اللہ کی طرف بڑھ رہا ہے اللہ کی محبت کی طرف بڑھ رہا ہے اللہ کے قرب کی طرف بڑھ رہا ہے اس کا ترجمہ ایک بہت بڑے اللہ والے ہیں حضرت فضل الرحمن گنج مراد آبادی رحمت اللہ علیہ فَتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ اس کا ترجمہ انہوں نے کیا میری چال چلو اللہ کے پیارے بن جاؤ گے میری چال چلو اللہ کے پیارے بن جاؤ گے سوچیں زندگی میں کتنی سنتیں ایسی ہیں جس میں کوئی ہمیں رکاوٹ نہیں ہے کوئی ہمیں پرابلم نہیں ہے بس بسم اللہ بول دیئے سیدھا پیر رکھ دیئے سیدھا ہر یعنی اگر آپ جائزہ لیں تو کئی سنتیں لیکن صرف چھوٹ اس لیے رہی ہیں کہ مزاج نہیں بنا ہے یہ ہمیں مزاج بنانا ہے As simple as when you wear your shirt, your kurta, your thawb, start with your right. Put your right hand, right, you put your hand in the right hand to the right sleeve first. When you are wearing your shoes, wear, start with your right shoe. When you're taking it off, start off with your left. 
He says these simple, small, mundane activities of starting with the right saying Bismillah, etc., are so easy. There is no obstacle. There's no. It's nothing difficult about it. But we are neglecting it simply because we do not appreciate and value the Sunnah of Rasulullah And what's even more beautiful than this is you are going along with wearing your shoe and wearing your shirt, but as you put your foot towards your right shoe to wear it, you are not merely wearing a right shoe, but you are actually walking towards Allah, walking towards Rasulullah, walking towards your paradise. Every step that you take to wear your right shoe, because you're doing that in order to fulfill the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, these steps are no longer mundane. These steps are steps towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that's why he says, that one of the translations of the, of the, of the Qur'an that was done, uh, the verse, that he says, if you, if you follow my footsteps, if you walk the way I walk, you will find Allah. Allah will love you. Allah will love you. Allah will love you. Ittiba' as we know means to follow the footsteps. Figuratively, you can take it in that meaning and you can take it in the literal sense as well. SubhanAllah. Meaning if you walk, you know people have the walk like a certain way. So if you walk the way Rasul walked, you'll become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kisi in a gustah ne Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki shan me gustahi ki. Ye baat to hai ek bahut bade Allah wale Shaykhul Hadith Hadrat Malana Yunus sahab John Puri Rahmatullah. بہت بڑے اللہ والے گزرے ہیں ان کے پاس پہنچی کہ کسی نے نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی شان میں گستاخی کی ہے تو حضرت نے ایک آہ بھر کے کہا کیسے ہمت ہوئی اس شخص کی کہ اس نے نبی کے شان میں گستاخی کی پھر فرمایا کہ بھائی اصل یہ ہے کہ ہم ہی نبی سے دور ہو چکے ہیں ہم سے تو سو مرتبہ درود بھی پڑھا نہیں جا سکتا ہم اپنے نبی سے اتنے دور ہو گئے کہ ہم سے سو مرتبہ بھی درود پڑھا نہیں جا رہا ہم خود نبی کی تعلیمات سے دور ہو چکے ہیں تبھی ان لوگوں نے یہ ہمت کی ہے اگر ہم نبی کے قریب ہوتے تو کسی کی ہمت نہیں ہوتی اس طرح گستاخی کرنے کی آج ہم خود جائز آلیں دیکھیں ہماری زندگی میں کتنے جمعہ آتے ہیں اور چلے جاتے ہیں ہماری ذات سے ہمارے گھر سے کتنا نبی پاک صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی خدمت میں درود و سلام پہنچتا ہے کتنی بڑی غفلت یہ غفل ہم نے پہچانا نہیں ہے ہم نے پہ... اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہم سے کتنی محبت کتنا تعلق فرماتے تھے ہماری کتنی نسبت آپ کے ساتھ ہے ہمارا کتنا تعلق دروش شریف اصل میں یہ ہمارے اور اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے درمیان اس رشتے کو اس نسبت کو مضبوط کرنے کے لیے دنیا میں بھی اور آخرت میں بھی ایک بہت بڑے اللہ والے گزرے ہیں حضرت ڈاکٹر عبدالحی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ فرماتے تھے کہ حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی یہ سنت تھی آپ کو جب کوئی ہدیہ دیتا تو آپ اس کا بدلہ دیتے اگر کوئی چیز نہیں ہوتی تو آپ اس سے اچھی دعا دے دیتے دروش شریف ایک ہدیہ ہے جو اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی خدمت پہ پہنچایا جاتا ہے اور اللہ اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اس کا بدلہ دیں گے دعا کے ذریعے اور قیامت کے دن شفاعت کے ذریعے اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم تو دوستو نیت کریں کہ کوئی روزانہ ہم کم از کم کم از کم حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو مرتبہ دروش شریف پڑھیں گے 
جمعہ کے دن آئے تو کثرت کم از کم تین سو مرتبہ درود ہمارے گھر سے ایک تحفہ پہنچے سوچیں کہ ہم ہم اصل میں ہم پہچانے نہیں ہیں ہمارا مقام کیا ہے ہم کتنی بڑی نسبت ہمیں ملی ہے ہمیں ہمیں اس کا اندازہ نہیں ہے is because we as the Muslims ourselves did not value our Prophet. We did not truly love him the way he ought to be loved, nor did we show our appreciation and love for him the way we ought to show it. Nor did we follow the Sunnah to the level we're supposed to follow it. And he says, how many simple things as a day goes by, which we cannot, unfortunately by the end of the day, can say we have sent a hundred times salawat to the Prophet That individual who has done for us more than anyone else, How can we allow a day to go by in which we simply forget to send salawat upon the Prophet He said, how many Fridays have gone by? How many weeks upon weeks in which we don't even reflect and think that how can I allow the sun set on, on Friday without sending a large amount of salawat upon the Prophet And then he mentioned that Dr. Abdul Hay Arafi rahimahullah mentioned that Rasulullah had, had a beautiful way of dealing with people. If anyone came to gift him something, he would always gift him in return something as well. If someone gave him a gift, he would reciprocate it with whatever he could. And if he did not have anything with him in his possession, the least, of course, which was very beautiful, would be he would make dua for them, which would be more valuable than anything else. So Rasulullah this was his habit. He would always reciprocate what? Gifts. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us, this ummah, with something called durood sharif, something called salawat. And this is a way for us to send a gift to our Nabi When we say one sallallahu ala Muhammad or anything other type of salawat, we're actually sending a gift to him. And we can be assured that most definitely Rasulullah will reciprocate this gift. He will reciprocate this gift with a dua for us and he will reciprocate this gift by interceding on our behalf on the Day of Judgment. He said, so we should all make niyyah that never, never ever should a day go by of any of us in which we do not send at least a hundred salutations upon the Prophet ﷺ as a gift. And no Friday should go by in which Rasulullah said, Akfiru, increase your salawat. So at the very least, we should send a minimum of 300 salawat on Fridays to our beloved Prophet ﷺ as a gift. حضرت شیخ الحدیث مولانا زکریہ صاحب رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ایک بڑی بہت ہی حکمت کی بات حضرت نے لکھی ہے فرمایا کہ دیکھو جن سنتوں کی اللہ نے ہمیں توفیق دی ہے اس کا شکر ادا کرو بہت سی سنتیں زندگیوں میں ہیں اس کا شکر ادا کرو اور بہت سی سنتیں ایسی ہیں جو زندگیوں میں نہیں ہیں اس پہ تعویل مت کرو ندامت کرو جو سنت زندگی میں نہیں ہے کسی بھی وجہ سے اس پر شرمندہ ہو اے اللہ نبی کی یہ سنت سے میں محروم ہوں 
اندر کی ندامت موت سے پہلے اللہ توفیق دے دیں گے تعویل پر جب آؤ گے تو محروم ہو جاؤ گے اور تعویل نبی کی سنت پر یہ بڑی یعنی بڑی خطرناک محرومی ہے اسی لیے زندگی کے اندر بہت سی سنتیں ہم میں نہیں ہیں اللہ سے مانگیں یا اللہ میں شرمندہ ہوں اے اللہ یہ نہیں ہے یہ نہیں ہے یہ نہیں ہے نا اللہ معاف کرتے اندر کی ندامت اللہ توفیق کے دروازے کھولیں گے انشاءاللہ we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the tawfiq that we have had to implement whatever sunnahs we have. Alhamdulillah, we are implementing some sunnahs in our life. Whatever we are implementing, let us thank Allah and praise Allah for that tawfiq. And then reflect on the sunnahs that we have neglected and have not implemented. And for that, we should feel remorse. He says, as long as we feel remorse, then inshallah a day will come before we pass away, inshallah, that Allah will give us tawfiq to be able to implement those sunnahs as well. The flip side of that is if we do not feel remorseful, instead we come up with some various type of excuses of why we're not following the sunnah or why it's not relevant anymore or things of that sort, then this will lead most definitely to our deprivation. That is something we need to commit that we will never do. Never give false excuses and give uh, unacceptable explanations of why we do not have sunnah in our life. Acknowledge it, feel guilty about it, feel remorseful about it, and pray to Allah that, Ya Allah, allow me and give me the strength to be able to implement it. And one day, sooner or later, inshallah, that will happen. So, as I said, in Madinah, سنتوں کا اہتمام مصنون دعاؤں کا اہتمام تلاوت ذکر ان اعمال کے ذریعے سے ان گھروں کا رخ نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے گھر کی رخ کی طرف تھا پھر وہ رحمتیں وہ برکتیں ہم بھی نیت کریں ایک بات ہے نبوت کے گھرانے کی چیز حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے گھر کی چیز جو ہمارے گھر میں آئے وہ ہے سادگی وہ ہے سادگی سادگی کا مطلب کیا ہے ضرورتیں اللہ نے ہمیں دی ہیں کھانا پینا پہننا لباس یہ ہماری ضرورتیں ہیں ضرورتوں کے پورا کرنے کے دو طریقے ہیں ایک طریقہ خواہشات کے راستے سے پورا کرو اور ایک طریقہ قناعت کے راستے سے پورا کرو قناعت سمجھتے ہیں قناعت کا مطلب ضرورت کو ضرورت کی حد تک پورا کرنا جب اپنی ضرورتوں کو اس راستے سے پورا کریں گے اللہ تعالیٰ قناعت کی مالیات کی برکتیں اللہ تعالیٰ فرما اور جب ہم اپنی ضرورتوں کو خواہشات کے راستے سے پورا کریں گے خواہشات تو پوری نہیں ہوں گی لیکن اللہ تعالیٰ نقد مالیات کی برکتیں اٹھا لیں گے آج یہی ہے کہ آج ہمارے گھروں میں اپنی ضرورتوں کو ہم خواہشات کے راستے سے پورا کر رہے ہیں جتنا کما رہے ہیں اس سے زیادہ خرچ کرنے کا مزاج ہو رہا ہے جس کی وجہ سے مالی برکتیں اٹھی ہوئی ہیں یہ نبوت کے گھرانے کی چیز نہیں ہے حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کا میں آپ کو ایک واقعہ یاد دلاؤں حضرت عمر ابن عبدالعزیز رحمۃ اللہ علیہ جب مدینے کے گورنر بنے ولید نے خط لکھا کہ مسجد مسجد نبوی کے اطراف میں جتنے حجرے ہیں حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے مکانات ہیں ان کو گرا دو حضرت عمر ابن عبدالعزیز رحمۃ اللہ علیہ پوری رات کروٹ لب بدل رہے ہیں ان کی اہلیہ نے پوچھا کیا بات ہے طبیعت تو ٹھیک ہے کہنے لگے کہ بادشاہ کا خط آیا ہے یہ گھر گرانے کے لیے کریں یہ حجرے جن میں وحی اترتی تھی جن میں قرآن اترتا تھا ایسے مبارک گھرانوں کو گرانے کے لیے کہا ہے 
تو اہلیہ نے کہا فکر نہ کرو مدینے کے فقہ کو جمع کرو مفتیوں کو جمع کرو ان سے مشورہ کر لو عمر ابن عبد العزیز رحمۃ اللہ علیہ نے سب کو جمع کیا اور جمع کر کے مشورہ کیا تو سب نے ایک بات کہی کہ ان گھروں کو گراؤ مت کیونکہ حاجی حج کر کے آئیں گے مکے مکرمہ سے مدینے منورہ دنیا کا ہر حاجی حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے گھر کو دیکھے گا آپ کا گھر کیسا تھا آپ کا بستر کیسا تھا آپ کی چھت کیسی تھی اور دیکھ کر اپنے گھروں میں جا کر اس سادگی کو لائیں گے حتمر ابن عبد العزیز نے خط لکھا ولید نے کہا میں تم سے فتویٰ نہیں پوچھ رہا ہوں میں تم سے اجازت نہیں میرا حکم ہے کہ ان کو توڑو چنانچہ مدینے کے اندر جس دن ان حجرات کو ان گھروں کو توڑا جا رہا تھا ہر گھر سے رونے کی آواز آ رہی تھی تو دوستو ہمیں اللہ کے رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے کھانوں کو آپ کے لباس کو آپ کی سواری کو آپ کے بستر کو ہمیں دیکھنا چاہیے تاکہ ہمارے اندر سادگی کا مزاج تو پیدا ہو جو نعمتیں اللہ نے ہمیں دی ہیں ان نعمتوں کا شکر تو پیدا ہو ورنہ کیا ہے ہم تو نعمتوں کے نقشے میں ہیں ایک طرف ٹھنڈا پانی تو دوسری طرف گرم پانی ہمیں تو احساس ہی نہیں ہے حتمر رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ فرماتے تھے کہ نعمتیں غفلت میں ڈالتی ہیں اسی لیے نعمتوں میں چوکنا رہو آج دیکھیں ان نعمتوں کے ماحول نے ہمیں غفلت میں ڈال دیا لیکن یہ کیسے ہمارے سامنے ہماری گھر کی عورتوں کے سامنے بچوں کے سامنے یہ گھر بار بار اس گھر کا تذکرہ ہو یہ گھر کیسا تھا ایک دن کھاتے تو ایک دن بھوکے رہتے ہاں چار مرتبہ یعنی ایک چادر کو چار مرتبہ کر کے بچھا دیا تو حتمر رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ نے فرمایا اس کو بدل دو اپنی بیٹی سے کہہ رہے کیا ایسا گھر تھا حضرت ابو بکر رضی اللہ تعالیٰ عنہ اپنی بیٹی کو بلا کے پوچھ رہے بیٹی یہ بتا انتقال کا وقت ہے یہ تین نبی دنیا سے گئے تو کتنے کپڑوں میں کفن دیا گیا بیٹی سے پوچھ رہے تین کپڑے تھے حضرت ابو بکر نے فرمایا یہ دو چادریں تو ہیں جو پہنی ہوئی ایک نئی بازار سے لے لینا اور اس میں مجھے کفن دے دینا حضرت عائشہ رضی اللہ عنہ کہتی ہیں ابا جان تینوں بازار سے نئے منگا لیں گے تینوں بازار سے نئے منگا لیں گے تو حضرت ابو بکر نے کیا کہا فرمایا بیٹی نئے کپڑے تو زندوں کے لیے بہتر ہیں مردہ تو اپنے عمل کے ساتھ قبر میں جاتا ہے کپڑوں سے نہیں جاتا یہ زندگیاں ہیں جب ان کی زندگیاں ہم اپنے گھروں پہ پڑھیں گے اپنے بچوں کے سامنے پڑھیں گے تو زندگی کا رخ صحیح ہوگا ورنہ ہماری زندگی کہاں گزر رہی ہے کون ہے ہمارے سامنے دوستو تو دوستو یہ نبوت کا گھر ہے اس گھر کی یہ سوغات کہ اس گھر میں اعمال نمازوں کا اہتمام تلاوت کا اہتمام ذکر کا اہتمام سنتوں کا اہتمام سادگی اخلاق حضور اکرم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اپنے گھر والوں کے ساتھ ایک عام آدمی کی طرح رہتے تھے And there was such a beautiful environment that every home was a reflection of the home of Rasulullah's home. Hence, he mentions that when Umar ibn Abdul Aziz became the, Khalifa of, uh, became the governor of Medina and Walid ibn Abdul Malik wrote a letter to him that I want you to destroy the houses around the masjid, he spent the entire night twisting and turning. He lost his sleep. He was anxious. His wife asked him, why do you seem so anxious? He said, the king has asked me to destroy the homes around the masjid. 
and I cannot see my, I can't get myself to do something like that. So she told him that go and gather these scholars of Medina, the fuqaha of Medina. So he asked for all these scholars of Medina to gather together and he asked them their opinion. They gave him the fatwa and the opinion that these houses should not be destroyed. And the explanation they gave is powerful. They said because when the hujaj after performing hajj from across the globe, after having completed hajj in Makkah al-Mukarramah, will make their way to Medina al-Munawwara, they will come to see Rasulullah's home. They will come to see his humble roof, his humble dwellings, his humble bedding, his humble walls, his, the humble floor. And when they look at that home, it will create within them is the life of simplicity that Rasulullah led. And it will create within them the desire to lead the simplest, simple life that way Rasulullah led. Umar Abdul Aziz wrote a letter to the king and shared with him this, story, this opinion of the ulama. The king said, I did not ask you to give me a fatwa. I gave you a command to destroy it. And so go ahead with the destruction of these homes. So then, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz went ahead as was being asked to do so. And as Mufti Sahib says, that the day that those homes were around the masjid were being destroyed, you could hear the sobbing and crying and the wailing of men and women from every single home. Because that was their role model. That was the qibla for each home. Those homes meant the world to the people of Medina. And then the second thing he says, besides these amal that the homes of Rasulullah had, was simplicity and humbleness in, in the way we go about things. He said, we have to fulfill our needs, there's no doubt. But there's two ways to fulfill your needs. One way to fulfill your need is by fulfilling every desire that we have. That we fulfill our needs through the fulfillment of our desires in the manner that our desires want from us. And the second way is that we fulfill our needs in a more conservative, in a more conservative, simple manner. And so he said the benefit is that the one who fulfills his needs in a more conservative manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him immense blessings in all of his material things that he owns. So now the wealth will become blessed. The home will become blessed. All his material earnings and material interests and material uh, profits will be blessed because he is fulfilling his needs through the means of simplicity and, uh, and, 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 and contentment. On the flip side of it, if a person fulfills his needs through shahwat, through lustful means, through fulfilling every single desire they have, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the barakah. Allah will remove the blessings from his wealth. Allah will remove the blessings from his home. Hence we see that today, the environment has such that whatever we are earning, we are spending more than that. Whatever the earnings are, the expenses go beyond the earnings. Because we are not fulfilling our needs in a more simple, subdued manner, but rather fulfilling our needs in the most lavish and the most extravagant of manners. And due to that, there is no barakah today. There is no blessing in the sustenance. We're running out of money. Money is so much money being made, but there is no, no blessing, no source of happiness in there. When you look at Rasulullah's home, we see that it was a home of such simplicity, such simplicity that Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, when his daughter makes the sheet, uh, the, the shawl upon which he sleeps, she folded it four times to make it a little bit thicker. He gets upset 
And he says, what is happening? Is this how what used to happen in the house of the Prophet ﷺ? That the Prophet's home used to be much, much more. So simple. There was no folding. The bedding was very thin. The bedding was very thin. It was not like this. Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, the time of his death has come near. And now Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu is asking his daughter Aisha anha, look at this my beloved friends, concentrate and listen attentively. Time of death. What is his worry at the time of death? How was Rasulullah's burial? I'm asking you, oh my daughter, you are the wife of Rasulullah. You saw him pass away. Tell me how many pieces of cloth were part of his shroud. And she responds, it was three. He had two. He said, okay, if I have two, then why don't you go get me a third from the marketplace? Because I don't have a third piece of cloth. Khalifa is dying. I don't have a third piece of cloth. When Aisha Dilana hears her dad, father, Amir al-Mu'mineen, asking her to go get one piece of cloth from the marketplace, she says to her father, Oh, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Oh, my beloved father, why not just purchase all three pieces of cloth from the marketplace for your shroud, for your kafan? And so the response he gives to her is that there is no need for that. Look at this. What a beautiful point. There is no need for that. Yes, I could have three brand new ones. But is there a need for it? No. The work can get done by just purchasing one more. And then he says, new clothing is more fit for people who are alive. And people who are dead and going into their graves, there is no need for them to be given new clothing because what they are taking into their graves in reality is their deeds. The deeds that they are taking with them in the grave is more important than any new piece of cloth. So he says that as an ummah, it is, it is important for us to see and visualize the, the food of Rasulullah, the bedding of Rasulullah the home of Rasulullah, the clothing of Rasulullah Why? To at least recognize how, how much of a luxurious lifestyle every one of us is living. He says, SubhanAllah, did you ever think about the fact that when you turn on a tap, you have instantaneously cold water on one side, hot water on the other. What type of luxury every one of us has in every tap of our home. This is something that we have been thinking ourselves to be entitled. And then he says, when you have a lot of luxury, then this can be very problematic. As Umar said, the abundance of luxury causes heedlessness. The abundance of luxury causes heedlessness. So be extra careful when you have blessings around you. Less that leads to heedlessness. So by reflecting on the simplicity of Rasulullah's lifestyle, at least we can begin to appreciate the luxurious lifestyle that we have and begin to abundantly thank Allah so that we do not become from amongst the heedless ones. Allah Ta'ala, hum sabko qabool farmai. Alhamdulillah, dosto. Abhi to niyat kare inshallah ke hum apne gharon mein in amal ko laayenge inshallah. Inshallah. اپنے گھروں کے اندر ان عملوں کو لانا ہے اس کے لیے میاں بیوی کا آپس میں معاون ہونا بہت ضروری ہے جو کچھ ہم نے سنا جو کچھ ہمارے بچے پڑھتے ہیں چاہے وہ مکتب میں ہو مدرسے میں ہو حفظ میں ہو کہیں بھی ہو ان سب کی حفاظت اور یہ جو کچھ پڑھا گیا سنا گیا اس پر چلنے کی استعداد گھر کے ماحول سے بنتی ہے گھر کا ماحول بہت ضروری ہے گھر کا ماحول نہ ہو جو جذبات بنتے ہیں وہ جذبات ختم ہو جاتے ہیں ہاں اور یہی وجہ ہے ہم اللہ تعالیٰ معاف فرمائے دس سال پہلے جتنی سنت زندگی میں ہیں آج بھی اتنی ہی ہیں 
کچھ ترقی ہوئی نہیں ہوئی آدمی سوچے اب ہم یہاں نیت کریں انشاءاللہ کہ ہم اپنی زندگی میں سنت والی زندگی میں ہم آگے بڑھیں گے انشاءاللہ اس کے لیے میاں بیوی آپس میں دونوں معاون بنے ہم اپنے گھر کے ماحول کو محبت کے ساتھ حکمت کے ساتھ ترغیب کے ساتھ ہم اس کو لائیں گے انشاءاللہ اللہ تعالی ہم سب کو قبول فرمائے اللہ ہم سب کو عمل کی توفیق نصیب فرمائے This is now we need to make the most important thing action you know take home action is every one of us needs to make niyyah that we are going to change our lifestyle and that our lifestyle from today will be the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in all aspects of our life that our lifestyle will be the lifestyle of sunnah and he says in order to achieve this lifestyle the environment of home that Hazrat Mufti Sahab spoke about so beautifully that environment of home how will that come we need the assistance of our spouse a husband cannot do this alone a wife cannot do this alone this requires a commitment from both this requires a commitment from both to ensure that we have harmony at home and harmoniously we create a environment of sunnah within our homes he says if the environment of home is not conducive then all of the great intentions that are made in like gatherings like this sort, all of the motivation that we have after hearing beautiful talks is lost when we go home. If the environment at home is not conducive to leading a life of sunnah. No matter what school, madrasa, seminary our children go to, no matter where they get educated and what they learn there, they will never be able to retain or practice on it when they come home if the parents are not on the same page if the parents do not see eye to eye on this topic of leading a life of sunnah so where does a person start if he does not have a conducive environment then we have to use wisdom love kindness and mahabba in dealing with each other we have to use a prophetic way of explaining to him or her we have to use a prophetic way of getting them on the same page And once we are working hand in hand, hand in hand, then we will see it will become very easy for us to be able to, inshallah, have a life of sunnah. He says, now let's reflect. Because we do not have an environment at home many times, or we have never made a niyyah, that it's from the past 10 years till now, how many sunnahs have increased in our life? Every one of us needs to answer this question, him or herself. That in the past 10 years, has there been a constant increase? or decrease or stagnation in the number of sunnahs that are in my life. So let us utilize this conference to become motivated to restart fresh and make an a, intention, a firm resolve to lead a life of sunnah and bring it into all aspects of our life and to create an environment at home as well. Subhanallah. So Azim Mufti Sahib is concluded with these remarks. This beautiful way to end the Sira conference. There are so many young people here. And I want to add to what Mufti, Hazrat Mufti Sahib is saying similarly to you. That that is why it is so, so, so important that when you're choosing a spouse, you keep what he just mentioned in mind. So many of you say, I want my, my son to become, my daughter to become Hafidah or Alim. I want them to love the deen. I want them to become the XYZ. It's not going to happen if you do not marry the right person. So this is where I encourage all the girls and boys of marriageable age to be extremely cognizant that the choice of our marriage partner 
our life partner, really has ramifications for generations to come. And so be very careful that do not judge on superficial things. But instead, ask Allah. Tonight is a night to ask Allah. Ya Allah, give me a beautiful, righteous husband. Give me a beautiful, righteous wife. Give me a, a God-conscious, sunnah-practicing, sunnah-loving spouse. And those of us who are married, we're not going to be asking for another one now. We're simply going to be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make myself and her like that. That's what we're going to do. Don't say I'm saying that you know, we all say, oh, he said we need to choose. I made a mistake 40 years ago, so let me start over now. Right? No, alhamdulillah, we want to be with her in paradise. As old men and women, we want to be together. So that is why let's make dua for her and ourselves. And she should make dua for me and, and for you and for herselves. That Ya Allah, allow me to have an environment of sunnah at home. The boys here and the girls who don't understand this, go ask some of the elders. Maybe they'll share their secrets. Maybe they'll tell you. Maybe they'll cry and tell you why they have such a mess at home. Why their kids away from the deen. And I'm telling you, because this is what we hear all day, it's because the mom and dad are not on the same page. Because they're not on the same page. And that ruins it. Ruins it for the kids. So those who, all of us here, we need to make niyyah that we have to bring the environment home. That is why there's such a strong emphasis at Darul Salaam here and other masjids too, of course, that please don't come alone here. Every time we say, please bring your spouse, please bring your children, your little ones, your adults, whoever they are, just bring the entire family. All of these brothers come from out of state, Orlando, what you call Miami and South Florida and Arizona and California and Michigan. You know, you hear me saying this. If you boys come and get excited, it's not sufficient. It's not, that's not long lasting. You need to bring your mom here. You need to bring your dad here. You need to bring your sisters here. Then you can expect some change to come in the home. Otherwise, to what degree can you bring change in your home and in your university if you are alone? It's not going to work like that most of the time. That is why I implore and encourage everyone here to make niya now. Whatever events are happening at the masjid, our daily, our Tuesday night tafsirs are happening here, our Saturday team fajr that happens over here, our winter intensive that's taking place December 25, 26, 27, 28, make niya from now that you will come with the entire family. Inshallah, and the, the detox retreat that we're going to have, inshallah, mid-February, make niya that we come for, for that as well. So let us make, I want, I want to see a show of hands. Who is right now, inshallah, making niya to fully spend the four days, December 25, 26, 27, and 28, at Darus Salaam, inshallah, whether you're local or out of state. I want to see a show, a show of hands here. Who makes niya? Say, Ya Allah, make me a witness. Ya Allah, make all, the, Ya Allah, you be a witness for all these brothers who've raised their hand here. And these sisters, I want you to raise your hand in wherever you may be as well. Those of you in your homes, raise your hand in front of your children. Make your children raise their hand as well. That this is our winter break plans. Our winter break plans is that we will be spending four days at Darus Salaam. Inshallah, there's parallel programs for the entire family. Like I've said repeatedly. For children, for adults, for young adults, this year's theme is called the Confident Muslim. Right? Answering tough questions and doubts about... Uh, uh, that are presented to Muslims today. Insha'Allah, it will be spiritually uplifting, it will be rejuvenating, and it will be enlightening. We have guest speakers and our own scholars. There's i'tikaf in the masjid as well. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., there will be daily class. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. with, of course, lunch break and things of that sort. Then we have the court and we have other, alhamdulillah, activities as well. Also, there are miswaks outside. So I request all the brothers to make niyyah that, uh, insha'Allah, this is one sunnah that we can all do. On the way out, you pick up that miswak and inshallah, you, you put this into practice of yourself and your family. I got very happy, MashaAllah Qayyir is here. I got very happy to hear that there was a seerah program being done in our local masjid at IFS. And alhamdulillah, that there was a whole long presentation of the miswak. Very nice. This is super beautiful to see that. That people, the whole community is, is being encouraged once again. That this is that miswak of Rasulullah 
is something that he did every single day, multiple, multiple times a day, from the time he woke up till the time he went to sleep, till the last moments he passed away. He had a miswalk. So let's ask ourselves right now, do I have in my pocket? Do I have one in my bathroom? Keep one in the car, keep one in the bathroom, keep one in your office if you've got a separate place where you can keep your things. So you don't lose it. Wherever you are, you use it and you hide it. Small, thin, miswalk, right? You just keep it there. So make this one niyyah, if this whole crowd right now makes this commitment to Allah, Ya Allah, I'm going to bring miswak in my life, this retreat is more than successful. Can we all make this niyyah, inshaAllah? Not alone, but our spouse, our children, our wife, our husband, we're going to make sure that we bring miswak into the life. And there's a book, mashaAllah, that is here, available in the bookstore, uh, on 70 hadith on the virtues of miswak. 70 hadith on the virtues of miswak. Mufti Shibli uh, from Houston, mashaAllah, wrote it, Jazakallah khaira, compiled it, great, excellent, work in Arabic with the translation and the explanation in English. You can pick it up, pick it up from the bookstore amongst other Sira books if you have not as well. So that's something I want all of you to make niyyah on your way out. Pick that up and bring that into uh, our homes. Additionally, we have the dhikr counters as Muhammad mashallah beautifully explained that no day should go by without us sending salawat. No weekend, no week should go by without us sending salawat. So we have the dhikr cards, salawat cards which are not connected specifically to any specific day. Take that 10,000 salawat card home and say at least every month we will do 10,000 salawats from our home as a gift to Rasulullah Can we do this? As a gift to Rasulullah from my, from the Ahmad family, from the Khan family, from the Patel family, from Fulan family, we're sending 10,000 salawat every single month on behalf of everyone. There are children sitting in this crowd who themselves single-handedly have done 8, 10, 12, 15, 20. Children, how old? 7 years old, 8 years old, 9 years old have alhamdulillah done this. So it is very doable. There's tasbih counters as well. You can pick those up from outside. Uh, from, get this from the bookstore here. This one over here. And, or any other tasbih that you want. And the card as well downstairs. I would request you to inshallah take that. Um, now, are we ready? We said we're going to have a reveal. Reveal. Salawat reveal. What was our goal? Seven million. I don't know. This is a very emotional moment for me. SubhanAllah. And it'll be an emotional moment for all of us who are listening online, on site. All of you brothers. Listen, I want all of you in the crowd in the back. Please come in front. Right? Come all of you, whoever you are. Come, come in the, from the lobbies. Come inside. This is the final part of the program. SubhanAllah. The dua and the dhikr and the dua. But this is for the final numbers. We may need of seven million. When we started off with this, may Allah reward our beloved students. MashaAllah, the credit goes to them for being ambitious. And I can give a whole one hour on this, just thing, the ambition. But I know I've spoken too much. Ambition, ambition, ambition. Niya. They made niya that we're gonna, I said, I'm gonna tell the story. New batch of first year students. I told them a few years ago, there was a batch of first year students. MashaAllah, they did two million or three million, two million salawat before the Sira conference. They said, oh, we have to beat that. Okay, I said, okay, inshallah, we can do more. Then I said, Hazrat Sheikh, Sheikh Awama, Daman Barakatuhu, one of the great leading ulama of the world. He one day, he gave some dates to one of my ustads in South Africa. And as he gave him one date, he said, I have this, this date, I have read upon it and blown upon it 5 million salawat. How many? 5 million. 50 So Mazamullah Burhan was telling me, he received these dates from Hazrat Sheikh Awama. So I shared this story. They said, oh, if we do 5 million, then we got to do more than that. We got to do 6. Then I made an announcement here after Isha. I said, brothers, please join the community, the, our students in doing salawat. Two weeks, three weeks, in, uh, two weeks, was it two weeks or three weeks? Three weeks before the Sira conference. So these students told me, you, since you involve the community, we can't just stay at six. 
So we'll give the community one million. Let's do seven together. Say yeah. MashaAllah. So then the brothers took these cards and created. It was one of the most amazing, ingenious things. I made dua, I made dua for one of the students here who came up with this idea. I'm asking him here, how much chosen he must be. He came up with this whole idea of this card system and this whole Google sheet and all this stuff. And I said, if Allah chose you to come up with this idea, you're chosen. So I want you to make dua for us. And I want you to present this as a wasila to Allah Azza Present this as a means of the acceptance of our duas. Right? My beloved brothers, so we were, we were pushed the students in all the different classes to inshallah push, exert themselves. We have students here who single-handedly in the past two weeks did, or past week did 300,000 salawats. One student. There are young girls who said they sat with their family one night, they did 300, 400,000. There's one girl, subhanAllah, with her family, she sat down and did within, within a few days, 1.2 million. Then we started sharing this, sallallahu ala Muhammad sallallahu simple salawat. We shared this across, you know, different platforms, email and things of that sort, or, or WhatsApp. And we said, we have a couple days left. Now I'm telling you, this number that I have here, by no means is final. I know for sure, I myself have put my own numbers in here. So this, is, this number is 100% not complete. But I want you to take a guess. What number do you think I'm looking at right now? MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah, 23.4 million. Takbir. Allahu Akbar, takbir. Takbir. This is the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy descending with unity. Power of Allah's mercy descending with high ambitions. Power of Allah descending with the sincerity of chosen people within the ummah. That tells us that we can do anything as long as we have the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're genuinely sincere. So this is a, a very momentous occasion, not only for those who are here, but for the globe. Where else in the, imagine in this country, in this day and age, you have a gathering in which dua is taking place after 23 million salawat have been recited. Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah. What type of gifts we're sending to Rasulullah on behalf of the Darussalam community? And so my beloved brothers, there was a very smart individual who walked in this morning. He attended just the breakfast and the morning talk. And he met me and he said one thing. He said, I've seen beautiful, this building is definitely beautiful, very attractive, breakfast is great, dars was great. But he said, what I figured out one thing is that you have a specific culture here. And that's very unique. And I said, SubhanAllah, you are definitely a far-sighted person. You said the exact correct word. It's a culture we're trying to create here. A culture of sunnah. A culture of following the deen in all aspects of our life. For both women, men, children, adults. In all facets of our life. We want, this is not bid'ah. We never said seven, we, I told you the whole history of seven million. Right? It wasn't something we said, there's some special reward of seven million. It was very organic. And Alhamdulillah, when we went, that, when, when we went with that organic me uh, method, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done is He allowed us to go way beyond that. From where have we got salawat? From Turkey, from India, from Bangladesh. Where else was there by? Uh, Pakistan, Karachi, uh, from Washington, mashallah. One, one, one group of three, one school sent from Washington, three million. One school from Miami sent 400, 300,000. Some, indivi huh? Some individuals themselves sent 1.2, 1.3. Subhanallah. So it has been an amazing journey. Should we stop here? That would be useless, right, if we stop here. That is why we are all here making niyyah. That we have a monthly khatmul Qur'an. 
Do you are aware of this? Amatni Khatul Quran? No, right? Let me let me take a little history of that. When COVID struck and the masjids were closed, and it was me and my beloved two uh, Imran Bai and his sons were praying here alone. Me, Imran Bai and his two sons. That's it. It was one of the most difficult tarawis of my life. We didn't even we didn't want to waste the heat. We just keep the small heater to us. And it was so so tough for me to lead on this mic over here. Because I, I could I you know it was just really hard for me to stand here with an empty masjid, completely locked. This is four of us, two kids, myself and Imran Bai. We said, man, how is this gonna happen? So the first day of Ramadan, as I was walking to come lead alone here, a thought crossed my mind. I said, Ya Allah, we've got to do something. We have to make up for this loss. So the goal was why not push the community to do khatmul Qur'ans in their home and with their trawi or their own and then do one grand khatmul Qur'an dua. So then we started a movement of a thousand khatmul Qur'an in the month of Ramadan. And we pushed, encouraged our whole community, which is the Darussalam community is definitely not specific to Lombard, Illinois. Alhamdulillah. It's not. It's all over. MashaAllah. So that community pitched in and on the night of Khatm al-Qur'an, we had over 1,400 khatams. And we had, mashallah, well over 15,000 people. Well over 15,000 people joining, I'm sorry, 1,500 devices. I don't know how many thousands of people. 1,500 devices joined in on that Khatm al-Qur'an dua. We said, we can't stop here. So that's when we said, every last Thursday of every month, we'll have a monthly Khatm al-Qur'an. And you can present your goals or your, your pledge, you fulfill it, and also write your duas in. So that's, that is an email, a WhatsApp group. Uh, if you are not, dear brothers and sisters, I want to ask you, the students please listen in. If you are not part of the events WhatsApp group, events WhatsApp group, sisters or brothers, the la at least do that before you leave. Because this is where we send all these links. Because I know many don't check email. So this is where we send our links. Make sure you join the events WhatsApp group. Can I have Marzuki? You can get a couple people to do that, right? Start that up more for us. On the way out. Just scan the QR code and join the events group. Sisters, please do that as well. So every single like a month, we have a Khatm al-Qur'an dua. And now we're going to be adding, inshaAllah, a monthly salawat goal. Is that right? Are we ready for that? For the community, what do you all expect? What type of salawat goal should we keep? I'm asking you for your opinion. Uh, once a month. Let's be realistic. I don't know what that means, realistic. It's an interesting subjective word. G, what do you guys say? We, monthly? Monthly 10 million. Okay. G, what else? Hazrat kya farmate Monthly goal kya rakhna He'll say at the end. Go ahead, some more opinions. 23.4. G, anyone, anyone else? I'm genuinely asking. I want it because you are, you're giving your opinions because you're going to be a part of it. That's why I'm saying if each one of us at least make niya of 10,000 a month. Can we do that? Yeah, a month, right? We can do that. So inshallah, we can. What? What's up? 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 I can't imagine, I get goosebumps thinking about this. Imagine we send 50 million salawat as a gift to Rasulullah every month. Where this group, my dear brothers, you're going to be sitting next to Rasulullah on the Day of Judgment. You're going to be next to him. He's going to be hand delivering you from the Hawdi Kawthar. He's going to be holding your hand and taking you into Jannah, inshaAllah. Because you are the facilitators of this effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that. And, uh, and through, through this, um, 
Alhamdulillah, I hope through the barakah of the salawat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants shifa to all of us who are suffering from any spiritual, emotional, mental, physical illnesses. May Allah bring anyone and everyone who is struggling in their deen back to the deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this gathering and this masjid and this madrasa and the efforts of it wherever in the world, may He make it maqbool. Maqbool, maqbool, maqbool in His presence. And may He allow this effort to go to the four corners of the world. Inshallah So we will uh, collectively some, do some dhikr and ask the Mufti Sahib to conclude the dua, inshallah. Like I had said this morning, when we do the dhikr of La ilaha illallah, we gotta do takhliya and tahliya. We break the false idols from our heart, take out the blackness of shaitan from the heart, and you wanna say, whip the shaitan. Whip the shaitan with La ilaha illallah. That shaitan that made you and I do all sorts of wrong things, think of wrong things, we should definitely try our best to whip that shaitan through the barakah of La ilaha illallah. Right? I'm asking the brothers in the side halls, please come forward. Come into the main hall. All the brothers, if you can hear me, canteen is closed right now. Come into the main hall. Anyone in the lobby, come into the main hall. Anyone in the seminary, come into the main hall. Wherever you are, come forward. Inshallah, this is the final, final moment that subhanAllah we're all waiting for. SubhanAllah. Allahu Akbar. Is everyone coming here? SubhanAllah. So this is a gathering of salawat in which, and dhikr, we will say, La ilaha illallah. When we say, La ilaha illallah, break the false idols of a heart, illallah, the muhabba and the love of Allah is coming to heart. Number two, we say, Allahu Allah, we stamp the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on our darkened hearts. Number three, we will of course send salutations upon the Prophet and expect that these gifts are being received by him. And lastly, we will earnestly seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our mistakes, the countless, countless mistakes that we all have committed individually and collectively as well. Jazakumullah khair for all the youngsters who are coming in from different parts of the building. Please make way for them. Please make way for them. Brothers, move forward. Move forward. Alhamdulillah. Move forward. So all those by the door, don't feel like they're at the end. Come forward, inshallah. Brothers in the back, as you youth are come, mashallah, come to the sides. There's a lot of space here. There's a lot of space here. Come through. MashaAllah. Allah reward all our volunteers immensely. All our beloved students and volunteers who served, who took care of the babysitting, who, who took care of the canteen, who took care of the parking in this cold, who took care of a registration and welcoming everyone, who took care of cleaning the bathrooms around the clock, cleaning the kitchen around the clock, making chai and hot chocolate around the clock. SubhanAllah, immense effort of vacuuming, wiping down everything, and so much more work to be done as the program ends. May Allah Azza wa grant each and every one of them the full hasanat, every, every good that has taken place over here. Say Ameen. And may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala grant us all the ability to take part and do khidmah whenever these occasions arise. 
لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله 
محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله 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 لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله 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 لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله 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 الله
وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه 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 وسلم and we do istighfar now we seek mercy forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and every one of us should be thinking about his or her own mistakes and with genuine remorse thinking about our own mistakes and thinking of how ungrateful we have been to allah we see istighfar let us focus, my dear brothers and sisters. I focus, you focus on our own mistakes. And let us forget about everyone else and focus about our own journeys, thinking that if we have to leave this world tonight, how will we answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Astaghfirullah, 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 Astaghfirullah,
استغفر الله 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 الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه I want you to recite one dua with me three times Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam when someone came to him and explained and complained so wa dhunubah wa dhunubah wa dhunubah oh my sins oh my sins Rasulullah sallallahu told that old man to recite this dua three times and once he had done so he said you stand up your sins have been forgiven and the translation of that dua is, Oh Allah, your forgiveness is much more expansive and great and widespread and encompassing than my sins. Meaning my sins are too many. But in comparison to your forgiveness, they're insignificant. And then, Ya Allah, I have, I have more, much, much more hope in your mercy than I have hope in my, in my actions. 
Humility and humbleness, alhamdulillah, we've completed. There's no arrogance, there's no haughtiness, there's no self-conceit after having completed any goal. It is absolute, we have more mercy, in, we have more hope in Allah's mercy than any million salawat. We have more hope in Allah's mercy than anything else. And so let us recite this dua, Allahumma, maghfiratuka, awsa'u, min dhunubi, wa rahmatuka, arja, indi, min amali. اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبي ورحمتك أرجاء عندي من عملي اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبي ورحمتك أرجاء عندي من عملي There's a beautiful book called Istighfar Prayers of Forgiveness by a collection of 70 or 80 Istighfar of Hassan Basri. Wallah, you will cry when you read that. So you can get it from online, you can get it from Nelson's in the bookstore. 80, uh, approximately 80 prayers of forgiveness. I would encourage ourselves, myself and all of us here to make a round of it at least once a month. Because we don't even know how to ask forgiveness. We don't know, we say, Allah forgive me. That's not the way to do it. You want to learn how to ask Allah forgiveness, look at what the, what the scholars based on the Sunnah of Rasulullah have written and have gathered. So prayers of forgiveness. And Hazrat talked about Masnoon Duas. One great book, Munajat Maqbool, Accepted Whispers, or Al-Hazbul A'zam, which are also available here. Or anywhere else you want to get it from. Get these books, and every month try to do a round of reading through the prophetic duas. 200 duas approximately they have in each of these books. If you can't read in Arabic, the English translation is right there. The transliteration is there. Whatever is easy for you. In Urdu you can find it. Make sure we make a habit of going through this istighfar and salawat and the dua on a monthly basis. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this gathering. Now I have a request for dua before we the concluding dua. Many brothers said, well, you don't make mention of this country. You don't make mention of this problem. I don't have a script. Thank God we don't live in a country where scripts are given to us of what dua to make. May Allah keep us safe and sound. Right? So it is whatever comes in my heart. So if you want me to specifically make for a dua, you ask Allah. Ya Allah, inspire the person who's making dua with XYZ. And inshallah, Allah will make it happen. Right? And so although we don't necessarily mention a specific country, we can't remember everything, but subhanAllah, we're definitely remembering all those who are sending me du'as right now. And on text and WhatsApp and whatnot, subhanAllah, you are all there in all those countries and wherever the Muslims are going through uh, oppression and whatnot, we are definitely, uh, subhanAllah, going to be making du'a for all of them. And we have great hope in Allah Azza wa Jalla. Great hope! As we make du'a here, let's have this firm conviction that whatever du'a we're making, it's going to be definitely what? Accepted. Accepted, accepted. Don't have any doubts. We'll seek forgiveness from Allah. We'll do all the things, but let us look at this beautiful gathering of hundreds of brothers and sisters, young and old, and thousands online, making dua together after a beautiful Sira conference and after millions of salawat. We have nothing but hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us recite salawat again. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim rabbi shahli sadri wa sirli amri wa halu aqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا حتى ترضى ولك الحمد حمدا إذا رضيت اللهم لك الحمد كما نقول وخير مما نقول اللهم لك الحمد كما نقول وخير ما نقول اللهم لك الحمد ملء السماوات وملء الأرض وملء ما بينهما وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد 
أنت أهل الثناء والمجد أحق ما قال العبد وكلنا لك عبد لا مانيا لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا راد لما قضيت ولا ينفع للجد منك الجد اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما عند طرفة كل عين وتنفس كل نفس سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضاء نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر الخالق البارئ المصور الغفار القهار الوهاب الرزاق الفتاح العليم القابض الباسط الخافض الرافع المعز المذل السميع البصير الحكم العادل اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الواسع الحكيم الودود المجيد الباعث الشهيد الحق الوكيل القوي المتين الولي الحميد المحصي المبدي المميت المحي المميت الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي المتعالي البر البر التواب المنتقم العفو الرؤوس مالك الملك ذو الجلال والإكرام المقصد الجامع الغني المغري المانع الضار النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله يا من أمره بين الكهف والنون قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأحوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى درجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم يا حي يا قيوم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين وانصرنا على القوم المجرمين وانصرنا على القوم الظالمين اللهم ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين رب اغفر وارحم وتجاوز عما تعلم إن وتجاوز عما تعلم وتجاوز عما تعلم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا كلها صغيرها وكبيرها جلها ودقها عمدها وخطأها جدها وهزلها اللهم اغفر لنا ولأمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما تقدم من ذنبها وما تأخر وما أسرت وما أعلنت وارحم أمة محمد وتجاوز عن أمة محمد وانصر أمة محمد وأكرم أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم انصر المصطلعفين من المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم أيدهم اللهم اجمع كلمة مع الحق المبين اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا وبين قلوب المسلمين وأصلح ذات بيننا وبين قلوب المسلمين وانصرنا وانصر المسلمين على أعدائك أعداء الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم وحد صفوفنا اللهم اجمع كلمتنا على الحق المبين اللهم يا حي يا قيوم امكر لنا ولا تمكر علينا وانصرنا ولا تنصر علينا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم زدنا ولا تنقصنا وأكرمنا ولا تهنا وآثرنا ولا تؤثر علينا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم من, من أراد بالإسلام والمسلمين خيرا فوفقه لكل خير ومن أراد بالإسلام والمسلمين شرا فاجعل كيده في نحره اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم 
اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم اللهم احفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن إيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا ونعوذ بك من أن نقتال من تحتنا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم احفظ أموالنا احفظ أزواجنا احفظ ذرياتنا احفظ ديننا ودنيانا احفظ مساجدنا ومدارسنا احفظ بيوتنا احفظ ما جميع ما ملكتنا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إنا نسألك التقوى والتقى والعفاف والغنى ووفقنا 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 لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والنية والهدى إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسألك توفيق أهل الهدى اللهم إنا نسألك توفيق أهل الهدى وأعمال أهل اليقين وأعمال أهل اليقين اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل أبداننا بطاعتك اللهم اللهم نور قلوبنا بعلمك واستعمل أبداننا بطاعتك اللهم افتح أقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم افتح أقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم افتح أقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم نورنا بنور الإيمان واشرح صدورنا للإسلام اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إن نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن قلب لا, يف... لا يخشع ومن عين لا تدمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن هؤلاء الأربع اللهم إن نسلك لسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا وعينا دامعا ونفسا مطمئنة بك وبلقائك اللهم ارضنا بقضائك اللهم ارضنا بقضائك اللهم أحسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا المتقين إماما اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا المتقين إماما اللهم ربنا آتينا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا ربنا آتينا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا ربنا آتينا من لدنك رحمة وهيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شر أنفسنا اللهم إن نعوذك من شر أنفسنا اللهم إن نعوذك من شر الشيطان وشركه اللهم إن نعوذك من شر الشيطان وشركه اللهم إن نعوذ بك من أن نقترف على أنفسنا أو أن نظلم على أنفسنا اللهم إن نعوذ بك اللهم إن نعوذ بك من شر أعيننا ومن شر أبصارنا ومن شر أسماعنا ومن شر أيدينا ومن شر رجلنا ومن شر قلوبنا ومن شر منينا اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اجعل في قلوبنا نورا وفي أعيننا نورا وفي أسماعنا نورا وفي أبصارنا نورا وفي لحمنا نورا وفي دمنا نورا وفي أعظامنا وفي عظامنا نورا وفي جسدنا نورا اللهم اللهم اجعلنا نورا وأزذنا نورا وزذنا نورا وزذنا نورا اللهم اجعل نورا بين أيدينا وبين خلفنا وعن أيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا ومن تحتنا اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب عمل الذي يبلغنا إلى حبك اللهم اجعل حبك أحب الأشياء لدينا اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلينا من كل شيء اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلينا من أهلين أهلنا وأموالنا اللهم اجعل حبك أحب إلينا من الماء البارد اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إنا نسألك حب نبيك اللهم نسألك حب أهل بيتك أهل بيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا نسألك حب أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا نسألك حب أهل لله اللهم إنا نعوذ بك حب العلماء والمشايخ اللهم إنا نعوذ بك 
حب أهل الخير في كل مكان وفي كل زمان اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إنا نسألك أن أن تعطينا ما أن تعطينا رغبتنا اللهم إنا نسألك يا حي يا قيوم أن تعطينا وأن تدخل لنا الجنة برحمتك يا الله يا الله we ask you يا الله to accept all the good that this community has performed oh Allah accept all the good that this community has done oh Allah accept all of the brothers and sisters in any way, shape, or form, who've been involved in any type of effort in the past weeks and months leading up to this conference. Oh Allah, whatever khair and good any one of them has done, even if they have said one salam, have said one assalamu alaikum, one sallallahu ala Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa one tasbih, one penny in your path, one kind words, one small dua. Oh Allah, anyone and anyone who has done in any part of the world, oh Allah, who has done any effort for, for this effort of this conference and with the salawat, oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, make this effort accepted. Oh Allah, accepted effort. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, make this some simple and humble effort of all of us together here as a means of complete forgiveness of our sins. Oh Allah, this gathering here, oh Allah, on this cold night, at 11, 11 p.m. in the night, oh Allah, oh Allah, people have come. min al they have come far away. Oh Allah, they have traveled here for no reason besides your love and the love of Rasulullah Oh Allah, half of this crowd is probably, Ya Allah, from out of the area. Oh Allah, or more than that. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, to look at the sincerity of these individuals, at these young boys and girls. Oh Allah, these elders who have come. Oh Allah, in this cold, many have coming from warm climates and have traveled and traveled for your sake, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, they're young, they could have been elsewhere, but they decided to spend this weekend here in your house. Oh Allah, out of your love, out of your love for your Nabi. O oh Allah, through the barakah and the blessing of such individuals, grant all of us forgiveness. O oh Allah, all of those elderly women and men who are sick and tired, who are elderly, who, who are it's way beyond their past bedtime, who are maybe Allah suffering from arthritis, whose backs are hurting, who may be suffering from other type of illness. O oh Allah, but they sat through talk after talk from yesterday till now out of your love. O oh Allah, hours together they sat in your home. O oh Allah, nothing made them sit. Ya Allah, like this, except for your love and the love of your Nabi. Oh Allah, please have mercy. Be through the elderly upon all of us, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, those elderly women and men. Ya Allah, many who do not understand a single talk in English, but yet to come to such gatherings because it is a gathering of dhikr. Because it's a gathering of Rasulullah's mention. Oh Allah, such individuals who are listening and who are here, oh Allah, through the barakah of such people from across the globe who may not even understand our language, who may have never been here. Oh Allah, but they are sincere people. We do not know them, but you know them. Oh Allah, through their presence, forgive all of us, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, that look at our humility and humility. Oh Allah, top to bottom, we're filled with sins. Oh Allah, our eyes are dirty, our ears are filthy, our tongues are filthy. Oh Allah, our minds are filthy, our hands and feet are filthy. There is not a strand of hair upon which there is that, that we can say that it's clean that there is no evil effect and residue of sins. Oh Allah, none can wash us from these sins besides you. Ya Allah, I beg you on this blessed evening in this blessed gathering that you wash every single one of us from all remnants of our sin oh Allah let us not suffer the evil effects of our sins let us not suffer the evil effect of our sins oh Allah by you punishing us you do not become greater oh Allah you by you punishing us your greatness does not increase oh Allah by you forgiving us your greatness does not decrease oh Allah we ask you to kindly please forgive all of us Oh Allah, we know you can hold us accountable. We know you can punish like none other. Oh Allah, we know you can, Ya Allah, tie like no other. 
and punished like no other. But we beg you for your forgiveness. We ask you, do not treat us the way we ought to be treated. Do not treat us on the basis of justice, but rather treat us on the basis of mercy. Oh Allah, every person, based on his grandeur and might and how much he owns, he gives. Oh Allah, a small person donates a small amount, gives a small amount. A larger person who has a larger bank balance is able to give more. Oh Allah, you are the king of all kings. You are the most merciful of those who show mercy. You are Arhamur Rahimeen. You are the most generous of those who show generosity. Oh Allah, you have created generosity. You have the one who has created generosity. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, the most generous one, the most kind, the most loving, the one who's placed our love in the hearts of our mothers. Oh Allah, no mother loves her child except for you have placed the love of the child into her heart. Oh Allah, no father makes an effort for his son or daughter except that you have first placed the love of his child into his heart. Oh Allah, the, the one who has placed love into the hearts of our parents, we ask you, Allah, in lieu of that love, through the barakah of that love, that you forgive every one of us here. Oh Allah, forgive our spouses, forgive our children, forgive our siblings, forgive our extended relatives, forgive our, Ya Allah, ex grandchildren, forgive our neighbors, forgive our extended generations. Oh Allah, forgive our elders who've passed away, our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, and anyone in our lineage who passed away. Ya Allah, forgive all of them. Oh Allah, this does not hurt you. This is not impossible. Wa Nothing, nothing is hard for you. Ya Allah, I beg you today in this gathering, forgive our parents, forgive our grandparents, forgive all of those who become a means of us coming into this world. Forgive anyone and everyone who's become of who's become a means of us learning Alif Ba Ta. One word, one word of the Quran, one word of the Sunnah, one word of the Seerah. Oh Allah, anyone who has taught us a letter or who's become a means of us learning a letter, forgive them, Ya Allah. Grant every one of them in our lineage, in all of our shuyukh and their teachers, and the, who, whoever's in the lineage of any book that we studied, allow them all to get the full reward of this entire event. And all the salawat, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, there's nothing more than I need and then this group needs besides guidance. Ya Allah, it is a very convoluted world. It is a very confusing world. Oh Allah, it is a world of rising isms, a rising confusion. Every single day, it becomes more difficult than the previous one. Oh Allah, we're tired. Ya Allah, we're tired of fighting. We are tired of, we don't know how long we'll be able to resist. We do not know how long our sons and daughters will be able to resist. Oh Allah, our innocent boys and girls are fighting the battle every day in the hallways of high schools. Oh Allah, in the dorms of college. Oh Allah, in the labs of their universities. Every single day, they're fighting the temptations in the classrooms that are being taught by the most ungodly professors. Oh Allah, oh Allah, it may be any day that they may slip and fall. Oh Allah, unless you save them. Oh Allah, I beg you, Ya Allah, in this blessed gathering, that you save our sons and daughters from falling into the realm of leaving the fold of Islam. Oh Allah, from falling into the realm of leaving Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. From falling into the fitna of shahawat or shubuhat. From falling into the fitna of doubts and desires. Ya Allah, we ask you to save our progeny. Oh Allah, all those who are making dua for their lost sons and daughters, please bring them back. Oh Allah, please bring them back. Oh Allah, please bring them back. Ya Allah, every son or daughter who I am aware of and who I'm not aware of, who's left their home, who's left the deen, oh Allah, please bring them back. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, just like for every virus, we have a, a vaccine. I beg you in this blessed gathering that you teach us the vaccine for this day and age to fight the fitness of today. Oh Allah, teach us that simple, strong vaccine that we can 
prescribe to everyone. Ya Allah, that will save their children from leaving the fold of Islam. That will prescribe the children, that, we, that will save the children from leaving, Ya Allah, the proper orthodox way of approaching life. Oh Allah, from, protect them from falling into the various isms. Ya Allah, I'm lost. We are lost. Oh Allah, this reminds me of the hadith, that I will place upon them such a fitna that even the most intelligent people will be lost. Ya Allah, we are in that fitna right now. Oh Allah, the talks, the lectures, the books are not able to focus on the actual real issues. Oh Allah, we have too many issues we are seeing in our homes. Oh Allah, so much divorce, so much infighting, so much divorce, so much infighting, so much politics. Oh Allah, every masjid is complaining, every school is complaining. So much, Ya Allah, insincerity, so much jealousy, so much hatred. Oh Allah, oh Allah, so much Baghda. Oh Allah, so much, Ya Allah, misunderstandings. Oh Allah, so many, so many social, societal problems we're dealing with within our Muslim community. Ya Allah, we have nowhere to turn to besides you. Oh Allah, we have nowhere to turn to besides you. We don't know any other door besides yours. Ya Allah, we never knocked on any doors besides yours. We never put our head down in front of anyone besides yours. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we beg you, Ya Allah. Now that today we have our hands extended in front of you, that you grant us the keys to success. Show us the way. Allow us to implement the sunnah method in this day and age. O Allah, grant us the farsightedness, the foresight to be able to Practice the sunnah in this day and age. Oh Allah, allow everyone here to have that light in their heart. To be able to single-handedly themselves make the correct decisions regarding the children's tarbiyah. Ya Allah, my heart goes out to so many women and men who call me every single day. Who are absolutely at loss, have no idea what to do with their son and daughter. And who have gone far away from the deen, don't even know where to begin with. Ya Allah, you guide all of those fathers and mothers. You guide all of those fathers and mothers, Ya Allah. And guide me and guide all of us here in raising our children properly, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, there is no safety for ourselves. Ya Allah, grant us safety for our own iman. Oh Allah, grant us death on iman. Oh Allah, raise us with iman. Oh Allah, we ask you to grant us the akhlaq of Rasulullah. Oh Allah, grant us the ability to the best husbands, the best wives, the best fathers, the best mothers, the best sons, the best daughters, the best daughter-in-laws, the best son-in-laws, the best father-in-laws, the best mother-in-laws. Oh Allah, the best musallis, the best business partners. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, please remove the fire from within our homes. Oh Allah, bring mahabba and love within the homes. Oh Allah, bring mahabba and love within the homes. Oh Allah, allow us to outdo each other in our ikram towards each other. Ya Allah, please allow us the husbands and wives to get along. Allow them to become understanding of one another. Oh Allah, allow them to have the basis of the relationship on the deen. Allow them to be on the same page when raising their children. Ya Allah, allow the children to be respectful, loving, caring to their parents. Allow their parents to make the right decisions in the tarbiyah and also do it with respect and love of their kids. Ya Allah, make the relationship between parents and children beautiful and loving and caring. Oh Allah, those who are suffering in any type of issues at home, grant them patience and grant them the foresight to be able to make the right decisions. Oh Allah, those who are not married, grant them the very best of spouses. Oh Allah, and the best and most beautiful, righteous individuals who will save them from falling into fitna. Oh Allah, those who are divorced, make it easy for them to find the best of spouses. Those who are widowed and are looking for a widow or widowed who are looking for a spouse in their elderly age, Make it easy for them to find someone, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, in all cases, save every generation, young, elderly, married or unmarried, from falling into any and all forms of zina, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to close the doors of zina upon the ummah. Oh Allah, close the doors of zina within the homes. Oh Allah, the zina of the eye. Oh Allah, of the ears, of the hands, of the feet, and all other parts of the body. Oh Allah, we ask you that this huge pandemic, this massive pandemic that has raged fire in every home through the various devices, Ya Allah, none can extinguish this fire besides you. We beg you, Ya Allah, we beg you 
to get, allow us to be freed from this evil from the homes of the Muslims. Allow it to be freed from the, from the homes of the Muslims. Oh Allah, from all our institutions, from all of our masajid, from all our Islamic schools, in every single area wherever Muslims are, from the university dorms, from the college classrooms. Oh Allah, save us and them from this evil, evil azab. Ya Allah, evil azab, Ya Allah, this, in, this genuine shackles of Iblis, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, save us from this evil shackles of Iblis. Oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, to grant us a heart that is beating with your love. Oh Allah, allow us always to keep our tongues in your remembrance, moist in remembrance. Oh Allah, allow everyone who is listening here and sitting here and who will listen later on to become blessed with to be able to recite salawat every single day. Oh Allah, a thousand times, a hundred times, five hundred times or more or less. Oh Allah, but allow us to remain busy in your remembrance. Allow us all to be able to reciting the masdoon du'as. Allow us to be able to recite Quran beautifully. Allow us to learn how to recite Quran if we do not know how to recite it properly. Allow us to learn the language of the Quran. Allow us to understand the meanings of the Quran. Allow us to send the tafsir of the Qur'an. Allow us to implement the teachings of the Qur'an. Ya Allah, help us improve our salah. Oh Allah, make our salah like the salah of Rasulullah Build concentration in our salah. Grant us the ability to, to, to wake up at night. Allow us to be punctual in our sunnah mu'akkada. Allow us to be punctual in all our nafil salah. Oh Allah, make us amongst those who pray tahajjud. Make us amongst those who pray tahajjud at night. Oh Allah, make it easy for us to pray before we go to bed and once in a while also or on a regular basis. Ya Allah, wake up before fajr and pray as well. Oh Allah, allow all the men folk to become regular in the salah in the masjid. Oh Allah, make us regular in salah in the masjid. And at home, allow our women folk to be able to pray on time. Oh Allah, with proper concentration and devotion. Allow adhan to be called for our little kids at home. Allow environment of salah at home. Oh Allah, place for ta'aleem and halaqa of dhikr at home. Oh Allah, make our homes in accordance to the sunnah. Allow us to be punctual in the miswak. Allow us to be punctual in the du'as of eating, sunnahs of eating, sunnahs of drinking and sleeping. Oh Allah, allow our business to be according to sunnah. Allow our dressing to be according to sunnah. Allow every aspect, our weddings, our weddings, our weddings, ya Allah. Please, ya Allah, save this crowd from Ya Allah doing weddings in a manner that would bring the wrath of your wrath and the wrath of Rasulullah upon the Ummah. Oh Allah, please bring simplicity in our weddings. Oh Allah, help us bring simplicity in weddings. Allow us to leave music and dancing and mixing from our weddings. Oh Allah, allow us to hate these type of gatherings and allow us to bring change within ourselves and the lives of others, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, please allow us to enjoy Sunnah and allow us to hate anything besides the Sunnah. Oh Allah, make it repugnant to us, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, we ask Ya Allah to create this desire within us to serve Islam. Oh Allah, our health, our wealth, our children, our assets, none of this belongs to us. This is all given from you. Ya Allah, allow us to utilize all of this for the khidmah and the service of deen. Oh Allah, allow all of us to make noble intentions, to dedicate the rest of our life to serving the deen. Oh Allah, allow us all to make ambitious intentions. Allow all the youth sitting here, the girls sitting here, and the elderly here to make ambitious intentions. Oh Allah, I ask you, Allah, to inspire every son and daughter here of the ummah. Bikni, allow them all to become students of knowledge. Oh Allah, those who are here, allow them all, all young and uh, uh, men and women here, Allow every single one of them to study the one-year program. And allow them, Ya Allah, to truly gain what you would like them to gain. O oh Allah, those who have already completed the one-year program, the current ones and the alumni, O oh Allah, keep them on the, on the stead path. Keep them on straight path. Keep them firm. Keep them firm. Keep them firm. Take, or take great work of deen from the alumni of the madrasa, Ya Allah. Take great work from the alumni of the Hiz program, the Alim program, the Makta program, the Tafheem program, O oh Allah, and the seven-year Takmil program. O oh Allah, and all of our musallis, and our ansar, and our guests of any of these retreats, O oh Allah, take great work of deen in their respective cities. Ya Allah, we ask you to have mercy upon the ummah in all in India, especially now that the Muslims are, uh, are going through a very difficult time, as well as all different parts of the world, Ya Allah, that the Muslims are going difficulty. Ya Allah, through the barakah of this gathering, remove those difficulties. Oh Allah, remove those difficulties. Oh Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to grant 
grant your mercy upon the Muslims wherever they are suffering. O oh Allah, in this difficult time, allow them to hold on to your Quran and do the Sunnah of the Prophet. O oh Allah, save them from neglecting the Quran and Sunnah in these difficult times. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, grant them patience. Grant them patience. Grant them hope. Grant them hope. Grant them hope. O oh Allah, wherever the Ummah is suffering, O oh Allah, grant them hope. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we know Rasulullah is hurt with what is taking place in the entire Ummah. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we know most definitely Rasulullah must be disappointed with all the filth that is happening just near to where he is residing. O oh Allah, where he's resting. O oh Allah, allow tonight's gathering to be a means of bringing happiness to him. Allow it to bring a means of bringing happiness to him. O oh Allah, allow it to become a means of coolness of his heart. Allow it to bring a means of bringing joy to him. Allow it to become a means of us becoming worthy of his intercession on the Day of Judgment. O oh Allah, allow us to become a means of, Ya Allah, gaining his closeness on the Day of Judgment. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we ask you, Allah, to reward all of our volunteers, our students, our, our ulama who've traveled from far and wide, O oh Allah, our guest speakers, our local, our, our local speakers, our beloved staff members, our, our faculty, our, uh, of all of our departments, O oh Allah, our office staff, O oh Allah, and all the various khidmah brothers and sisters who have worked tirelessly for weeks and now in this past weekend. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, I beg you, Ya Allah, to have special mercy upon them. Ya Allah, 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 فرمالے
I beg you on this blessed gathering that he allows this masjid and this entire seminary that has been built, O oh Allah, to fill up to capacity. O oh Allah, allow more and more people to come from across the globe. O oh Allah, allow it to fill up to capacity. And beyond that as well, Ya Allah, O oh Allah, all of the obstacles that our volunteers, our musallis may be facing. Ya Allah, you know what those obstacles are. O oh Allah, I beg you, Ya Allah, through the barakah of this gathering, every single volunteer, every single donor, every single registered person who receives emails, text messages, WhatsApp messages, who is not here tonight for whatever reason, I beg you, Ya Allah, remove those reasons from their life. Remove those excuses from their life. Make it easy for them to be able to come back. Make it easy for them to come here whenever they make niyyah. Oh Allah, there's so many who made niyyah, but they simply were just not able to. I beg you, Ya Allah, to extend these invitations to them again and again. And remove all obstacles in their path. Make it easy for them to come. Ya Allah, make this community a role model community. Oh Allah, brick by brick, allow us to be able to fulfill that, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow us this to become a reflection of the Medina of Rasulullah Sallallahu Allah, allow us to become a reflection of the Medina of Rasulullah Allow this to become a reflection of the community that Rasulullah had built. Allah, these are ambitious intentions. We are very weak. We beg you, allow us to fulfill these intentions. Allah, the phase three project that we have, Allah, guide us to make the right decisions and allow it to become the decision that centuries later people will be able to continue to benefit. Allah, whatever niyats that we're all making, allow us to fulfill that. Allah, the night has gone long. Allah, these brothers and sisters have patiently sat. Allah, we, have begin to, we haven't even asked you what we should have asked. Allah, we ask you, we beg you to grant us all that we should have asked. Oh Allah, oh Allah, we do not know how to ask. Grant us, Ya Allah, all that we should have asked. Oh Allah, grant us all that Rasulullah had asked you of. Grant us all that the Sahaba had asked you of. Grant us all that the pious of today are asking you of. Oh Allah, we beg you, we seek refuge in you from all of that the Rasulullah and the pious of the past and the pious of today are seeking refuge in you from. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yusifun. Wasalamun ala al Mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Jazakumullahu khaira to all those listening online and all of those of course who are here patiently listening. May Allah reward you fully more than you can imagine. Be careful on the way out. It's a bit slippery outside. Be careful inshallah. Drive carefully. And there, if you want to join the events group, like I mentioned, there are students there, volunteers join that. Uh, additionally, inshallah, pick up a flyer for the winter intensive. And those of you who are local, Fajr is at 6 o'clock. Inshallah, tabarak wa ta'ala, tomorrow as normal. Jazakumullahu khaira. If you, the bookstore is open if you want to make any final purchases. And if you want to uh, register for the upcoming events, scan the QR code. Please help clean up on your way out. You see a water bottle, pick it up. You see an empty box of food, pick it up. We need all of you, to, inshallah, to spend a, one minute, two minutes just helping out as you're going out, inshallah, ta'ala.